and welcome to episode 24 of Geekers Creepers, the podcast where we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. My name is Rob and I am your host and I am joined by my co-host. Introducing the six foot eight starting quarterback for Northern Illinois University. The man who's so cool that the cheerleaders have their own cheer for him. The man who's so cool that he was captain of the football team when he was just a sophomore in high school. The man who is so cool that he is the sole member of his own fraternity. Kappa Omega Omega Lambda. The greatest of all time. The man with the master plan. Jose! Hi, Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it Body. going? What's up? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm so cool. They named the Super Bowl after me, and I wasn't even born then. <laughs> they knew greatness was on its way. Yes, they did, Jose. Welcome, welcome. So today we are recording this early on a Sunday. This is our Super Bowl episode. We this is going to be mainly, uh, well, as much as we can about sports. Um, our creepy topic is going to be about uh, sports a little bit, but then we're also going to get into uh, something a little bit different. But this is Geekers Creepers sports episode, uh, mainly because, well, the Super Bowl is on today. Yeah. Who do you got winning today, Robert? I got the Bucks we have the We have Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus um, the Kansas City Chiefs. So we have the old man Brady. Mm-hmm. Versus the young stud Mahomes. I think Bucks are going to win. It's definitely one of those where um, if you're a betting man, you're like, you know what? I'm just not going to bet. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Who do you think is going to win? Uh, honestly, I don't care. But uh, I'm going <laughs> to go with – you can't go wrong with Brady. I mean, Brady is the man, you know. Yeah, I, honestly, I would like to see Brady win just to see them do it with another team. Yeah. That would it's be the- – that would be goat-like for sure. Just to uh, give it to uh, what's his face, uh, Belichick. Give it to Belichick. You know, Mahomes. He's a young guy. He's going to be there plenty of times. You know, just like um, Tom Brady has. Well, and, the other uh, thing, I don't think the Bucks have ever won a Super Bowl, have they? Yeah, they did. They won in two thousand two. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. It was My with uh, the Warren Sapp team. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and also, this is the first Super Bowl where the um, the home team is actually playing at home. Hmm. It's never happened before. Yeah, that's uh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I got a lot of interesting tidbits today. <laughs> you are you are a regular Jeopardy, a regular uh, yes. trivial pursuit. <laughs> Did um, you know <laughs> the Super Bowl trophy is made out of seven pounds of silver? Really. <laughs> do you know how much that would cost in real life how much is, well it is real life <laughs> well, <I'll obviously>. <laughs> well yeah yeah it's not fake life but it's it, it's actually only worth three thousand dollars of, of pure silver really total. yeah those rings are worth more each of them yeah yeah for sure that's I'm crazy like, like they all yeah. get like those like what is it like million dollar rings or whatever they're oh worth? my god yeah i don't know what they're worth but i know um they're pretty huge you know you, yeah. i could retire off of one of those yeah. rings. man <laughs> super bowl ring 
the life of a football player. Yeah, and they've gotten a lot uh, bigger and more um, elaborate over the years. Like, if you look at, like, the 86 Bears championship trophy mm-hmm. or championship ring, it's just, like, a, a very, like, small plane ring. And now they're, like, you know. They took up your whole hand. They're, they're like, what does, yeah. like, Thanos like is gauntlet. I'm like, Thanos is gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, so out here, we used to have um, – out here, there's a place called Peyton's Roundhouse. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was actually owned by it was owned by Walter Payton. It was his own brewery slash uh, uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. and inside there, they had a uh, uh, they had a specific room made out for all of Payton's memorabilia, and I believe they had his ring there. Now I don't know if it was the actual ring or if it was like a uh, uh, like a, a, replica. a replica. Yeah, thank you. But they had all that stuff. There was kind of cool. Like you'd go in there, just mm-hmm. kind of look around. It was a small room. It wasn't very big, but they had all his memorabilia. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, m- maybe one day the Bears will be there. You know, maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll one day see. again. They were what two thousand five. Um, one of them years. Yeah, maybe someday soon. You mean to say? Yeah, someday you know, soon. I'm, yeah. I don't think so, but <laughs> nah, I don't, <laughs> we'll I don't think so. That, as you said, if I were a betting man, I would not gamble. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, you don't bet with the Bears. You don't bet against Mahomes, and you mm-hmm. don't bet against um, Tom Brady. So. Exactly. No betting. So we're going to be talking sports today. It's going to be uh, sports talk. So, but before that, as we always do every week with Geekers Creepers, what are you playing this week, Jose? This week, I have not been playing much. Um, I've sadly, I've been so tired from work. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, Rocket League, you know, just turn it on, just something mindless, you know, like play for, for about an hour or whatever. And um, I did play a little bit of um, Ori. I got stuck in a part, and I'm just like, all right, you know what, I give up. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll try to try playing later on this week, but nothing major. How about yourself, Robert? Uh I still am playing that one puzzle game, My Brother Rabbit, uh, which uh, it's actually, I'm really liking it. I think once I beat it, I'd like to do a little wrap up. Um, again, it's it's a very simple game, but it's also, they've got some puzzles on there that are a little, <clears throat> little complicated, which like it's to the point where I, I get a headache. I'm like, oh man, this is actually, uh, you know, I, I really got to do something. Pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I was playing that. I played some Hades as usual, trying to get back into it but i don't know man again it's i feel like i'm i feel like it's like uh you know it's like a music album that everybody likes but you're just like i I don't get it but i'll keep doing it until until i finally until i finally like this music you know it's like it's this concept album that's great and i and i get Mm -hmm. it i understand it's a good game but i'm trying man and i I still play it all the time but i i just it just, I, I, Jose, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I had, like, last night, I saw Diablo sitting on my, um, Diab- Diablo 3, on my PS3. Mm-hmm. Oh, not PS3. I saw it on my on my PS4, which I bought it. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just go back and play Diablo 3, which is a lot of fun. Have you played that one? No, no, no. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, sometimes the same thing happened with uh, Fortnite for me. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone was, like, raving about it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to get into this game. And I was just like, I don't get it. You know, yeah. like I do not get this game. And my thing is, I, I think 
and and I keep playing it, but I'd rather for me it just it feels so much like Diablo three. I'd rather just go play Diablo three. Uh, but yeah, I, um, and then so I've been playing that, and I, I stream Dead by Daylight as usual. That, that's a given. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, last night I spent uh, uh, I spent about an hour, hour, two hours playing. Uh, uh, what is that game called? Well, actually, I spent a good mm. amount of time on VR last night. Uh, oh, what were yeah. you playing? Uh, I was playing. Uh, oh my god. The uh, the heist game, the one where you. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, it's the older game. Yeah, it's like. Or not Hitman, right? No, not Hitman. It's the heist one, the one where. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a fun game, man. It's it's they they made it specifically for VR, so it's not like they made a game and then implemented VR. They made it specifically right. for VR. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good game. It's fun. I gotta I've heard. Say, I've heard it's real good. Yeah. I want to say it's like not it's not blood money or money heist or I'll figure yeah, it out think, for next I, time. Yeah, I think it was called blood money or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I know what you're talking about though. But it's like it's like the bank job or is it mm. the bank job or the bank heist? What was that movie with Marky Mark that um, came out? I don't know. <clears throat> with but Marky it, Mark? Yeah, it was like a remake of a 1960s movie. Um oh, like a Ocean's Eleven or something. Yeah, it's like an Ocean's Eleven. So yeah, I guess that's a better example. This it's like an Ocean's Eleven game. Um and I gotta say, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you if it's on sale, Jose, I would definitely uh, say pick that up for VR. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's uh, it that really showcases what you could do with the VR on um, uh, on the PS on the PS4. There's mm-hmm. there's one part in particular. I already beat this part uh, months back, but there's one part where you're you're in a nightclub and you're on the DJ table. And you have to shoot all these people that are coming after you, but at the same time, you can like mm-hmm. scratch the records. So you're shooting an Ooh. Uzi and you're just like, wait, 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 and you're <laughs> shooting everybody. Um, it is so stupid, but it's so much fun. Um, and and it's not like it's not like you shoot them and it's gory, you know. That's you know, mm-hmm. they just like they keep it to the point where you're not like, you know, it's not like people are screaming for help, you know. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know. But it's still it's it's a lot of fun, and I would definitely recommend uh, that game. All so, right, yeah. I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, that's what I played. Uh, so, with that said, I'd like to uh, start out the game with the news of the week. And so our first topic today is NCAA football is coming back to gaming consoles. This Ooh. is something that I am loving, baby. All right. <laughs> so let me read an article here. This is on Polygon. And it is EA Sports is making a new college football video game. This is written by Owen S. Good. Again, this is Polygon.com, which I will attach a link to. And it says, EA Sports' beloved college football video game is coming back. Electronic Arts on Tuesday announced that development is underway on a new franchise titled EA Sports College Football. While the publisher did not offer a release window and said in a news release that it was announcing the expected return of its college series, the company did say the game would have more than 100 institutions 
featuring the logos, stadiums, uniforms, game day traditions, and more that fans have come to know and love. Importantly, though, it will not feature the real names, images, or likenesses of current college football players. The unauthorized use of players' likenesses is what led to the cancellation in 2013 of EA's original NCAA football series. When EA Sports, the CLC, and the NCAA settled a class action claim brought by former players for $60 million. The last entry in EA's previous college football franchise was NCAA Football 14, which was released in July 2013. In the intervening years, individual schools have cameoed in the career modes of EA Sports Madden NFL and 2K Sports NBA 2K series, but not the full 130 members of the NCAA's top football classification. There are more in college basketball. The NCAA itself has discussed changing existing rules that prohibit college football and basketball players from being compensated for the use of their names, images, and likenesses while playing for their school. EA said that it and the CLC are continuing to watch these developments closely. Tuesday's statement specified that the agreement makes EA Sports the exclusive maker of simulation college football video game experiences on college platforms. They state, we've heard from millions of passionate fans requesting the return of college f- football video games, said Cam Weber, executive vice president and general manager for American football products at EA Sports. We love the energy, tradition, and pageantry of college football, and I am beyond thrilled to say we are back in development, Weber said in a statement. We have a lot of really exciting work ahead of us and a great team that is eager to bring a new game to players in the next couple of years. It goes on a little bit more, Jose, but I am extremely right. excited about EA bringing back NCAA. Maybe not EA, but just bringing back college football. Now, they're also mm-hmm. bringing back college basketball, which I played a, a handful of games. Of you know, I, I do own a few NCAA uh, games, but I'm excited that it's bringing back the college football series. Again, it is going to be called, what is it? Uh, it's not going to be called NCAA anymore. It's a, a new franchise titled EA Sports College Football. Oh, all right. That's pretty um, exciting news, Robert, because I know you're a big football guy. Uh, yep. Uh, college football um, game player. Because I remember you told me years ago, you were like, yeah, I got into the, uh, you know, used to play um I don't know which one it was that you used to play a lot. Was it 2002 or something like that? Uh, no. Well, I have, I played all of them every year that they would come out. I would buy the used copy and play those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I like, uh, I, I like the fact that look, it, it, like all the stadiums look exactly like, you know, you've gone to it's, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, it's the pageantry, like they said, you know, it really is college college football is different than regular football. It has a more, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to put it. It's, you know, regular well, football. It's, I, I guess it's the fans. It's the, it's, uh, the tailgating. It's the whole thing. Like, I understand they do it with regular football. Like you go watch the mm-hmm. Bears game or whatever, and you got tailgating outside, but when it's, when it's college, it's like, you know, you, you go watch the game and then afterwards you keep partying and it's just like a nonstop thing. It's game day. More festive. Yes, more festive. Mm-hmm. And, and so like that that little bit of tradition uh, always kind of, you always feel it. I always felt it when I played it. Now, me and my buddy, Mike, we would play like the NCAA all the time. We'd pick different teams. We had a, a, a thing where 
Like if you were going to pick a team, the other side better pick a team that's closely related or we would, or not closely related, but that would be a stats to be closely related. So that way it wasn't like a powerhouse versus a really lousy team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is cool. The only thing that they're not going to have is the players likenesses. And uh, so like, you know, if you have this, if there's a really good quarterback for Ohio state, you know, they're not going to have that player uh, playing for Ohio state. Right. Well, you know, there's a whole like, you know, uh, political, whole, I don't, political, I don't, what do you call it? Um, there's a whole controversy about that with, uh-huh. with the sports team. And I'll let, I'll let EA figure that out. I'll let, you know, the NCAA figure that out. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that they're bringing back the, the series. They can figure out what they want to do with, you know, compensating players. You know, that's, that's, that's on them. But what I like is the fact that they're bringing it back. Finally, I get to play, you know, in those stadiums with those teams. Um, my buddy, Mike, if he, you know, if he swings by, I'm like, dude, let's play a game. Let's play college uh-huh. football. You know, it's, it's, it's back. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy. You know, it's, it's been, we're going on seven years since or eight years since the last time we had one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a long time for um, a franchise to be dormant and to bring it back. You know, I'm sure lots of fans like yourself because college, college sports is massive in this country, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure there's fans ecstatic all over the country knowing that they get to play a a new um, uh, EA college football game. And like you said, sad that, I mean, it's not sad. I'm kind of, in a way, it's only fair that um, you don't have the players in the game because it's not fair for college. I, in my opinion, I don't think it's fair to, for colleges and um, gaming companies to make millions of profits, and you know, uh, and these players don't get nothing. You know, they get some maybe like new shoes from like Nike or whatever, <laughs> and, and some some uniforms. You know, and like here, here you go. You're like, no, no, no. It's, if you're gonna make the game, then that's. I don't have a problem with that. You know, like I said. It's, it's a little, a, a bit of a bummer, but it's only fair. Yeah. Hey, look, like I said, at the end of the day, they can figure that out, how they want to handle that NCAA, yeah. you know, doing that. Um, you know, I, I've heard, I've heard both sides of the, of the coin with that argument. So I'm like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a player in, in look, I never played college football. I, I don't, you know, I think it's figure that out. Well, you know, you I look I, like a, like a college football player. Well, um, Ohio State did want to uh, uh, did ask me to uh, uh, try out uh, for their uh, the running back on the team, but um, I, I, I had to sadly decline. Say, you know what, yeah. I, I I've got bigger, better things ahead of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, hey, at least you got a scholarship to go to go play a running back. I I just got skipped over. Wait, remember you were the six foot eight starting quarterback of Northern Illinois University? Oh, oh yeah, scratch that. <laughs> Yeah, I got hurt. That's what happened. Remember, you have you are the sole member of your own fraternity, Kappa mm-hmm. Omega Omega Lambda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was the, the I was the whole team actually. I was the quarterback, the running back, <laughs> the wide receiver, the nickelback, <laughs> the nickelback, the fat back, <laughs> the fat back. Um, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, again, this is. You know, uh, I'm. There are a lot of people that love. Well, there are a lot of people that love this game, and on top of it, the NCAA college football games were actually pretty decent games. They were at. Yeah. They were always um, up there, like with Madden. You know, they were. You had Madden, and then 
the NCAA games were high quality games. Mm-hmm. Um, so to bring it back, I think is great. Now, the I no, I I, I would say I, I would be worried about that it wouldn't sell as much, but no, it's gonna sell. Oh it's, yeah, it's gonna sell like. Oh yeah, I mean Madden sells every year, so yeah. no doubt. It's, yes. gonna be, it's good. It's good to uh, bring that back. And like you said, something new. It's um, um, I guess we'll talk about it uh, on my on, with our next subject as well. I'll bring it up uh, then because it's sort of the same thing. But mm. um, yeah, so it's, it's good times. Good times for everybody. Yep. So topic number two, and this is up Jose's alley. And that is yes. the MLB, the show is coming to both PlayStation and Xbox consoles on April 20th. On 420, yeah. Jose, 420. Ooh. I wonder why that day. That's so uh, yeah. What is that day about? Is that like a holiday or something? I don't know. Yeah. But, 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 I, sadly, I don't know. I don't partake in that holiday. Mm. Maybe I should, but we'll see. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that day I will. All right. I am now calling the police. But uh, <laughs> Okay. So this is an article from TheVerge.com. And it states, we already knew Sony's beloved sports exclusive MLB The Show would release on additional consoles as early as 2021. Today, Sony announced that MLB The Show 21 will release on April 20th on the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash S. This is the first entry in the MLB The Show series that will release on Microsoft's home consoles but Sony isn't just offering the game on the Xbox for the first time. MLB The Show 21 will also support full cross-platform progression, cross-saves, and online multiplayer between PlayStation and Xbox consoles. Similar to other cross-gen titles like Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Madden NFL 21, and NBA 2K21, MLB The Show 21 will retail for different prices depending on which version you buy. If you get the standard edition on PS4, Xbox One, it will cost $60. On PS5 or Xbox Series X slash S, it will cost $70. If you purchase the standard edition on last gen and upgrade to a next gen console, you won't be able to upgrade your copy of the game to the PS5 or Xbox Series X slash S version. However, Sony's fact page revealed that if you buy the collector's edition of MLB The Show 21, you'll receive both the current and next gen versions of the game. Sony also announced three different collector's editions for MLB The Show 21, the Jackie Robinson Edition, Digital Deluxe Edition, and the Jackie Robinson Deluxe Edition. Uh, It just goes into this a little more about that, but let me finish up here. MLB The Show 21 is a huge win for Xbox owners. In the past, if you wanted a good baseball game, you needed a PlayStation console to play one. In recent years, RBI Baseball served as an alternative to Xbox players but by splitting its focus between arcade and simulation styles, it's never been a true contender to MLB The Show. Jose, I'm going to let you start with this because you are the baseball man. Yeah, that's fantastic news. I'm glad to hear that, um, that it's finally going to come out on um, on an Xbox because it's not so here. I'll give you a quick backstory. Back in the day, there used to be another uh, fr- baseball franchise that was made by the 2K company, the, the ones that make the, uh, the NBA game. I can't re- I think it was called Major. I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I remember that, that long. one. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love that series because mm-hmm. I, I, I preferred that series over MLB to show, you know, everyone was like, oh, you're crazy. How can you like that? But 
that was I liked it. You know, I was like, hey, mm -hmm. I like I prefer this over um, the show. And besides, at the time I had an Xbox, so I didn't have a PS3. So I was like, whatever. I was, you know, I was happy with what I had. Then um, MLB the show, I guess, bought the contract to um, make the game exclusive with MLB, um, you know, with the logo or whatever. And the, the 2K series got shut out. And I was so bummed out because for years I couldn't play a baseball game because the only baseball game in town was for um, uh, PlayStation. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say PlayStation 3 at the time. So I was too I was too thrilled about that. You know, I was, I was a little bitter about it. And I was like, man, this sucks, man. Same thing with um, um, like with the football game, right? It was only made by EA. So I mean, granted, you could grab, uh, you could um, play it on cross consoles, but still, I think, in my opinion, there should be more um, companies that should be entitled to make, you know, other, uh, you know, like another college football game, for example. Like I would like to see a two K. Uh, um, take a jab at it because they used to make football games as well. They used to make um, yep. NFL 2K and which were great games, by the way. But anyways, off the subject. But um, yeah, I was very bitter about that because I was like, man, this sucks, man. I was like, I got to... Uh, and I love baseball, you know? I was like, man, I can't get the new game. So I played my... Um, whatever version it was, I can't remember. You know, it's been that long for years until I got my uh, PlayStation 4. Then I was like, all right, well, let me give this show to try, you know, that everyone's always ranting and raving about. And I was like, you know what? It's a, good, it's a great it's a great baseball game. I'm not going to lie. And, um, yeah, so I started playing. I, I think I've gotten, like, three or four versions of it. You know, every year, I, like, uh, I wait for it to go on sale. Yeah. Because, you know, those those go on sale. You can find them real cheap, like the, the previous year generation for, like, yeah. five bucks or $10 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the previous year you get, like, a super sale or you wait, like, halfway through the season and buy it. And it'll right. Be it'll be at a good discount. So, yeah, yeah, I would play – I would do that. And then I got lucky last year. I didn't even have to buy it because um, the latest version was uh, a free download on the mm -hmm. PlayStation Network. So, I man, I scooped it up right away. And um, it, I love it. You know, it's a great franchise. Um, it, it's very realistic, obviously, um, when you compare it to, like, the older, like, uh, generations and stuff like that. And um, now the question is, am I going to pick it up on PS4 or on the Xbox One? Hmm. I think I'm going to pick it up on Xbox One just to uh, show um, that uh, company. I forgot which company it is that makes it. Um, off the top of my head but you know that we appreciate that so i'm gonna pick it up on the on the xbox one cool yeah like uh i've actually i've i've played the games uh the show i have it for i have it for the playstation i have it for i actually have mm -hmm. it for the ps vita um i just like man i i i can't get into it because it's it's it is realistic it does get very um uh, technical and yeah it does so I'm like, I'm like, oh man, this is like, I have to learn how to play the game. Like, for example, like the football games, I could see somebody jumping into a football game right now and being like, dude, this is also very technical. But only problem is I've been playing those games for so long that I, it just, it, it, it comes natural. I'm like, okay, I know how to play this one. Don't get me wrong. They add every year, they add more and more to the point where it's just like, it's getting way too technical. Like all the little things you can do. Um, yeah. Like I remember back in the day where all of a sudden they could, and again, I'm getting a little bit off topic, but like with football games, you can move the line left and right. You can move the linebackers uh, pre-snap so that I'm like, that is really getting uh, to the nitty gritty. And mm -hmm. 
when I play the baseball games, it's always like that. I'm like, okay, like the show, like when you take a swing, you can decide like where you want to swing in the little box or yeah, where you want to yeah. throw. Um, and for me, that gets to be too much. I try to play the game. Uh, and I, I got to say though, uh, even though I, I can't hundred percent get into it cause I don't understand everything. I, it's a good game. It's very well done. I could see why people, you know, like people like you who love baseball get into it because mm-hmm. it is a well done game. And for it not to be put on the Xbox, I think, you know, it's awesome. More people playing it now. Right, right, right. This was specifically a Sony made game. And at the end of the day, I don't think Sony really wanted to put on the Xbox. I think they were probably kind of forced by the, uh, by the MLB because yes, the MLB saw they're like, Hey, uh, look, there's money to be made here. And if you're going to make our game, because nobody else is making an MLB game other than Sony, you guys got to mm-hmm. start, you know, putting this out there because there's money that that's not coming in our pockets. Yeah. That might've been a little pressure by Xbox, which might've been a smart move. Like, Hey, yeah. that's not fair. If they're going to um, do that, then with, you know, we need it on our console as well. And uh, you know they had a nice cushy ride for uh, a good ten years. Yeah. And here I'm gonna take. It, I'm gonna show you real quick so you could see the last. I don't know if you could see it right here. Yeah, uh, that says 2K10 Major League 2K10. Baseball. Yeah, that's the last one that came out um, out of 2K. And after that, it's been ten years of MLB to show <laughs> only on PlayStation. You've been you've been dry for ten years, Jose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I was bitter for 10 years. <laughs> I was like, damn, just so. Jose's thirsty for some baseball. For some, uh, yes. But you know what? I, uh, I'm going to give you my, my geeky tradition that I would do when I would play MLB to show. So, again, I was a, I'm a big baseball guy. And mm-hmm. over here in Chicago, there's a sports radio um, station, 670 to show. I don't know if you ever heard of it. At the score, right? Yeah. Yep. It's an okay. AM station. So um, when baseball season starts, every Sunday they have a show called Hit and Run where they talk for about <laughs> three or four hours of baseball nonstop from like 8 o'clock till like noon or something like that. So I would get up in the morning. I would play that in the background. I would listen to it, and mm-hmm. I would play MLB the show at the same time, like a true geek. <laughs> and, oh. uh, yeah, I'd pick my White Sox, you know, and I'd – you know, I'd beat up on the Cubs every time. Or <laughs> I'll have my coffee and I'd be like, all right, it's time to listen to Hit and Run and play some baseball. So I'll nice. pop in the, the show. Yeah, true geek over here. Nice. Um, yeah, so I think this is good news on uh, on the fact that now well, it's good news that now everybody or more people can finally mm-hmm. play the show. And it says it's coming out for the Xbox Series X. I wonder if maybe it'll come out for PC too. I, I've never seen or heard of a baseball game, game coming out for the PC. Maybe, maybe that's some. Um, uh, maybe they're like, well, maybe there aren't too many uh, PC players who play sports games. But well, I was thinking about that too with Xbox um, with their um, cross thing. You know, where you could play like on a what is it with game? Well, I don't know if it'll be on Games Pass. No, it, will, it definitely won't be on Games Pass. I don't think. Yeah, because Games Pass, you can play everywhere, right? You can play it on PC right. and everything. You can play it on a PC, yeah. yeah. But uh, I would imagine it would also come out on PC, I would think. Yeah, I, I just don't... We'll I mean, now I'm, I'm sounding a little bit um, uh, snobby. Not snobby. I guess I, I sound like a, 
uh, a gamer. Uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, maybe I'm like like it's a gamer stereotype. But You're a consulist. Yeah, a consulist. But I don't see I don't see many people who play PC games really get into sports games. Usually, those are more like when I think about PC players, yeah. like they're not really sports people. They're kind of just, you know. Yeah, they're more into like their uh, um, real time strategy games or shooters. Yeah. Uh, you know, like your your um, Call of Duties and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you do have them, but. Yeah, I think they're more dedicated to like those kind of games. But either way, I mean, this is good news. Like for you, you finally get to play the show on Xbox, even though you do have a PlayStation now. Yeah, no, it don't matter. But I'm gonna pick it up on Xbox just so I could support. Um, you know. And again, I, I bring up my buddy Mike, but he's a huge baseball person. All he has is an Xbox, so now he, maybe he'll finally be able to play this. Uh, uh, play this game. Yeah, it's a great franchise too. Like I said, I've grown to love it. Well, sadly, I had no choice because it was the only mm-hmm. baseball game in town. But thankfully, it was a great baseball game because it could have been like, you know, like, oh man, you know, I got this crummy baseball game. It's the only one I have to look forward to. No, no. Um, MLB The Show is a great franchise, a great baseball franchise. So if you pick it up, you're going to love it. Fantastic. All right. And with that said, everybody, we'll be right back. We are back with this week's Ho Ho Jose Council Watch. The man with the master plan, Jose. The man who's going to tell you his predictions, who's going to win the Super Bowl. But that'll be later. This is the man, though, today who's going to tell you about the next generation of console gaming. He's going to tell you about the Xbox Series X slash S. He's going to tell you about the PlayStation 5. This man is on the cutting edge of technology. There's a reason I asked Jose to be my co-host on Geekers Creepers is because he knows the next generation of gaming. He is the next generation of gaming. Jose, we ask you every week and every week, you are a guru, a man who is a fountain of knowledge of the future of gaming because you own these games. Jose, please, once again, tell us. What is going on with the next generation of gaming? Well, I have news for you, Robert. Shocking news. I was like, I can't get an Xbox Series X. I can't get a PlayStation 5. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into the next gen. I'm going to get Google Stadia. And then I heard that they canceled it. Ho, 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 I jumped in too late. <laughs> oh, well, hey, uh, you know what? I was like, <laughs> I guess something is better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> the man, he's like, the next guy got Google Stadia. 
I Rob, got Google Stadia. I got I got to tell you, man. I bought the Atari Jaguar. I'm telling you, this thing is insane. <laughs> it's it's got to be the next big thing. Um, canceled, canceled, <laughs> canceled. Watch. All right. Well, before we get to our topic of the week, I want to do one last uh, topic, which is this. This is the one thing that will not be really sports related, but uh, the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation, uh, or Sony released uh, everybody's. Like, if you go, if you, uh, if you go onto a certain website, you can see a summary of what you played this uh, this year. It's like a twenty twenty update of games that you played hours you played everything now jose you said earlier that you weren't able to log on to yours correct right correct well i i was able to log on to mine so i'd like to share this maybe next week if you can you know we can get your information okay so in 2020 the number of games that i played were 43 i played 43 games jose would you like to guess what my number one game i played was I'm going to guess possibly (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. No, Dead by Daylight, Uh, number one. You are correct. Would you care to guess how many hours I played that game? I don't know if there's enough hours in a lifetime. (laughs) 515. Oh, my goodness. I play that game way too much. (laughs) But again... Again, I, it was a quarantine, so I had much more time to play the game due to quarantine. I needed, That's um, true. I needed the, and then number two for me was The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, which I played 149 hours of that one. And number three, Jose, was actually Marvel Spider Man. Oh, all right, so I cracked the top three at yep. least. Fifty-five hours of that one. <clears throat> nice. Um, it says total hours of gameplay in 2020. So now this is the total amount of games or total hours I played, uh, which is a lot. Uh, I, this total hours, I'm guessing this might also be the PS3 because every now and then I would jump on the PS3 and the Vita, um, but 1,150 hours. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's a lot of hours spent gaming. I only played 35 hours of VR. So still 35 hours. Mm-hmm. It's a work week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I played 253 days out of the year. I played uh, video games. And the most, it says, like, it asked top day of the week. So top day of the week that I played video games, which I don't remember this because I always thought Mm -hmm. I played more on other days. But the top day that I played was Sunday evenings. Really? Yeah, Sunday evenings. After that was Thursdays. And then after that was Saturdays. The least time yeah. I played was Tuesdays, and that kind of makes sense. Tuesdays, I don't know what I'm doing Tuesdays, but not playing video games, I guess. Did you like go out on Thursdays, like pre-COVID or on Tuesdays? I mean, pre-COVID, um, maybe, maybe it was almost like Tuesdays. Maybe I would. I don't know what I would do on a Tuesday. I, mm-hmm. I, I have no clue, but I didn't play many video games at all. That's really low. But yeah, it was Sunday, Thursday, and then Saturdays. Yeah, so, Saturdays I could see, and then Sundays, well, I guess I could see also because there's really not much going on mm-hmm. on Sunday nights. So you're probably like, ah, oh, let me just go ahead and play some you know, yeah, video. You know, maybe it's just me. I, I remember talking with this uh, to you know to a friend of mine, and I was I always thought that like Sunday evenings are kind of depressing because you always have to know you yeah. have to go back to work the next day. 
and it's not like you can really go out and do anything. So it's like that, it's like that anticipation of like, oh, I got work the next mm-hmm. day. I got to do something, you know. Um, it's it's like you start. It's like that. It's the feeling that you have to start all over again for the week. Like yeah. you know, Thursdays, Thursday evenings are great because it's just like yes, it's we're almost to Friday, and then Friday evening it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got the weekend ahead of you, baby. But mm-hmm. then you know you hit that Sunday evening, you're just like oh well, well what do I got to look forward to the next week? Back to work. Yeah, back to work. Yeah, and I, I I don't know about you, but I noticed with me like on Thursday night. Well, not now because my schedule's a little different, but. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when I used to work downtown, Thursday nights, you're like, oh, you know what? Tomorrow's Friday. I would tend to stay up a little bit later than usual. So I would play games, you know, on um, Thursday nights. And uh, so, yeah, I could see how your Thursday Mm -hmm. nights, you know, you did a little extra gaming. And then obviously on Saturdays, you did some gaming. You're probably like, you know, you probably went out Friday night and you're you're home on on Saturday night. Like, all right, do some gaming. That's I mean, that's pretty much that was my schedule as well. Yeah, and again with the quarantine <clears> thing, <throat> I mean, you kind of had it was. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could have done something productive, like I don't know, build a car or something. But you know, <laughs> I, instead I decided to play video games, as, as I can tell by PlayStation telling me. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because I did the same thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna play, you know, video games. No big deal. And then finally, it says total trophies earned in 2020. It's 277. <clears throat> so that oh. is my PlayStation rundown. Mm-hmm. So it looks like uh, looks like I've been playing a lot of video games. But with that said, let's talk about our topic for the day. And Jose, the topic for the day, we originally were going to do Turbo Talk, but I think we're going to save that for next week. Okay. What we're going to do this week is we're going to stick with the sports uh, uh, what was word I'm looking for? The sports motif mm-hmm. and sports team, sports. Yeah, we're gonna talk sports games just in general because I think this is a genre of gaming that does not get enough love. You know, like everybody, you know, a new Final Fantasy comes out, and you know, every reviewer is gushing and loving it, or you know, the next. Uh, Last of Us comes out and all the reviewers are like, this is the greatest game of all time. But sports games, you know, a lot of them have been steady and true. It mm-hmm. sells like hotcakes, yet you never see it on a top 10 game of the year award. You never see it as game of the year, even though some of these games, like when I look back on it, these are games that I played as a kid. These are games I play with my friends. These are games that, you know, when I don't have anything else to play, I'll be like, you know what? Let me pick up NCAA. Let me play that football game. Um, and even through the quarantine, I played NCAA. For, you know, I, it was one of those things that it's comfort food. And yeah, and it's good comfort food. It's not, it's not like, you know, some lousy, you know, half, you know, half made Burger King burger, which I had yesterday, which was awful. It was cold. It made me so angry. It was already cold outside and I got a cold burger. But yeah, that's a whole topic for my other podcast, Food Geeks. But um, Food Geeks. This, like, the, these games, like I said, are comfort food. They're great games, but they don't get the love. So, Jose, I'm going to throw it your way. Let's talk sports games. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I've been playing sports games since, um, oh, man, since I was a wee little lad, you know, <laughs> playing um, Double Dribble. Do you remember playing Double Dribble? I remember Double Nintendo? Dribble. Um, ice hockey on the on the Nintendo as well, which, which was well, a great game. Those Blades of Steel, oh, Blades of Steel. 
Um, the first football game that I think that I could remember playing, I, I didn't play Tecmo Bowl. I remember everyone raving about it when mm-hmm. I was a kid, but I never, uh, sadly, I never got the opportunity to play uh, Tecmo Bowl. Um, but I think the first real football game that I played, this is, you know, Super Bowl weekend, Joe Montana football. Yep, Joe Montana football. Genesis. Welcome to Joe Montana football. That was your mm-hmm. intro, and I was just blown away, like, oh, my God, it talks. Mm-hmm. And it those talks. characters were bright sprites. I mean, they were – they were. Bright I remember – like, yeah. I remember watching that game and thinking, like, this game is going to be the next generation of football. Like, I thought it was better mm-hmm. than Joe Madden football – or Madden football at the time. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a great leap forward in um, graphics. And, um, you know, it didn't have – it wasn't uh, the NFL uh, brand. You know, it was Joe Montana football. So it just had mm-hmm. – I think I want to say it probably had like eight teams. And it didn't have the actual, like, um, you know, NFL teams. You know, it had more like cities. You know, you mm-hmm. had your San Francisco, Buffalo. And, of course, I would always pick Chicago. And they would have the same similar colors, you know, as your uh, NFL teams. And uh, it didn't have the players either. But it didn't matter because it was a great football game and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I, I played Tecmo Bowl. I played mm-hmm. Blades of Steel. I played Double Dribble. Double Dribble was like every time you went up for a dunk, like you would have yeah. the, that animation. Um, <laughs> I played Joe Montana. I played Madden growing up. And then, you know, as Madden kind of like Joe Montana, I don't know why it just died out. It didn't pick up, even though I thought it was a fun game. Um, yeah. After the Triple Graphics, there was uh, – I think it was called TV football. I remember I had that one. Um, and just like every, with every generation of gaming, I always had a sports game, even, even if it was like a, um, uh, like a goofy sports games, like you had NFL, the streets, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, NBA jam, NBA jam. I had like the football games and then like even, even up to UFC and fight night, like fight night is a fun game. Mm-hmm. UFC took a while to get into, but like, when it was released by not the EA one, the EA one I think is actually pretty lousy, but the one previous to that was a lot of fun. I mean, it uh, and like I said, even now, like I'll I'll go back and play sports games and older sports games, you know. Oh I, yeah, I still play Fight Night. I'll go back and I'll play um, the football game for my Turbo Graphics. Uh, and when people talk about games, you know, holding up well, a lot of these sports games really hold up well, you know. Um, there's no, uh, I mean, there's no story. You're just playing, you know, a game, and yeah, you get to relive playing those characters or those teams, not the characters, but those players. You know, like going back to uh, Tecmo Bowl. You had Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, it was insane. He was like the best player in that game. Yeah, and um, you're right. I could go back even recently. I remember maybe it was during the quarantine as well. Because um, I have my Xbox modded, and um, I jumped back into playing some Joe Montana football. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to you know, play some football, and you know, I was having a good time playing it. The graphics were obviously very dated, but it didn't, it didn't take away from, from how much fun I was having playing the game. You know? Yeah, and, and I agree. It's kind of like uh, you know, people talk about like Mario Brothers. They're like, oh, yeah, Mario 3, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it'll always be a great game. It's, it's a retro classic. But nobody, nobody shows this love for like sports games, and no, and I think it's kind of a, I hate to say this, but it's kind of pretentious on a, on a bunch of gamers, like people who like reviewers and people who like video games. They never talk about really sports games, and it gets to the point where it's like, 
it, it reminds me, Jose, do you remember back? Did you ever go to record shops back in the day, like mm-hmm. in 2001, 2002, you know, yeah. where you had the people working behind the counter and they were music snobs. Like yeah. if you went there and you're like, yeah, hey, I want to pick up the next, uh, I don't know, the new uh, Dave Matthews album. You know, they'd be like, oh, Dave Matthews. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you really want music, you got to listen to, you know, this band like called Zeppelin uh, or something. Old yeah. Zeppelin. Or not even Zeppelin. Like I would say something that's really obscure. Like, I don't know, the, the, the flaming socks, you know, I don't even, I don't, that's probably not even a band, but, but, you know, it's like, oh, no, that, that's music that you want to listen to. And, and it's like, dude, I just want to pick up this album. Look, I I know, I know that, you know, a lot more music than I do, but, you know, I like what I like. And I feel like a lot of gamers are now that person. They're not, they're now the music, you know, they're now that person behind the music store counter where, you know, they're snobs about it and they're pretentious. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, these games are good games. A lot of these sports games are really good, but they don't get the love. Like, Jose, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I cannot think of any sports game that's ever, you know, that's won a game of the year in the last 10 years or even been nominated. No, I can't remember anything like that either. Uh, I think the reason that might be in my opinion is because I think a lot of like the, the real hardcore gaming community looks like that looks at sport games as sort of like your mainstream games, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that everybody buys. Like you're, you're not considered a real gamer. If you, if you like, for example, um, I've mentioned this before, like people are like, yeah, I'm going to get a PlayStation five or an Xbox series X. And their first game that they want to buy is like the new Madden game. Like mm-hmm. that's not, you can do that, you know, on a, on a, on a PlayStation four and granted everyone's different, right? Every gamer is different, but that's not primarily what you want to buy an Xbox series X for, or a, a PlayStation five for is to play, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the NBA 2k yeah, um, on next gen console, you know, so I think a lot of it is a little bit, um, it's considered more mainstream and, um, which is sad because, you know, like you said, we've been playing games since forever and, um, it just, I think it just gets that like stigma of, of it being like, you know, it's really not a, it's not a game, shall we say, yeah. right? It's no, no, I, I agree. I think it's like, um, uh, it's like the Call of Duty, you know, it's like a, it's a, right, right, right a bro game you know it's like the guy it's a bro game yeah but look at the end of the day bro game or no bro game this they're fun games to play um and like i said going back i mean there's every every generation of gaming there's always a sports game that you know people love to play i go like i bought a bunch of the old ncaa college games from when Mm -hmm. i was in college because i'm like oh i actually knew these players i knew these guys you know um, I didn't hang out with them or anything. I wasn't that, I wasn't cool, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I knew them. So, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, I get to, this is the team that was playing when I was in the school, you know, mm-hmm. or you go back and like, I'll play, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Madden 2005, 2006. I'm like, yeah. these are the bears that I used to go out to the, uh, you know, to the pub or go out to the bars and watch play, you know, and they were, they went to the Super Bowl that year. Here's mm-hmm. Erlacher, you know, and here's uh who was the quarterback at that time? Uh, Gross- Grossman. Yeah. Here's, you know, here's sexy Rexy, you know, doing yeah, it. Sexy Rexy. <laughs> Throwing throw, throw an interception. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, I, and again, I play like UFC games. I've here's Kimbo slice, the guy who, you know, was, you know, came out of nowhere and wasn't very good, but still it's Kimbo, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I, again, I think, I think games don't get, or um, sports games don't get the love they deserve. Even like FIFA. I'm telling you, Jose, I'll be on the train ride home and it's comfort food. I'll put on FIFA and I'll play soccer. I, I never, I don't watch soccer when I'm at home, but I'll play it on, you know, if I get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's comfort food. It's, it's one of those things like we were talking about earlier. It's just a, a pick up and go kind of game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what, you don't have to invest like hours. And if you don't, if you haven't played it in like, a month or so you don't have to worry about like where did i leave off you know like or where do i go from here and yeah. uh, it's just something you just pick up you already know what you're gonna do it's um if you want to play for like a half hour, you got like 10 minutes to kill you could go ahead and play a couple a couple matches and it's no mm-hmm. big deal and you can shut it off and you know play again whenever you want you know yeah or or like we were saying earlier you can go back and play um an old school sports game and the thing is it's still the same premise you know you're yeah. trying to win and you're trying to score you don't have to, like I said, or try and remember where you left off or what the, the what the story is about, and like, oh man, you know, just you know, just go ahead and play. That's what it's about. I mean, even the old school Nintendo game wasn't Nintendo had RBI Baseball. Yeah, yeah, they had RBI Baseball. That's right. And it was so simple, but yet, you know, fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, Jose, I don't know if you remember this. I remember having one of these. There was a. Um, a handheld device that looked like the shape of a football, of a baseball stadium. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It had the red lights. So you would like hit the little button and it would go, beep, 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 beep. you know, it was like, mm-hmm. it was the, it, there were no characters. All it was, was a little red light that, um, that, well, it, it's hard to describe, but if, if anybody that's our age probably saw this when they were kids, I had one. I remember yeah. as a kid and it, that was baseball as at its most simplest, but yet, I played it for hours, hours mm-hmm. and hours. So again, you know, I know this is Super Bowl Sunday, but I think that sports games deserve more of a uh, more love than what than what they get. Yeah, they definitely don't get uh, they get shame. I mean, they get enough love, I think. Um, oh, they get sales. Don't get me wrong. They yeah. get sales. I mean, they but, get so they get love from from us the fans right mm-hmm. from from the from the buyers and uh, but as far as the gaming community like the IGNs and stuff like that you're like you said they're mm-hmm. not going to be nominated for game of the year yeah even though they you know sometimes they are really good games and you know mm-hmm. sometimes they potentially do deserve it you know i mean if a game if a game is about enjoyment then a lot of these sports games are probably more enjoyable than ones that are you know uh like cerebral experiences like don't get me wrong i love the last of us i love love the game but i mean that's that's a depressing game i play college football and you know i'm having a fun time you know i'm playing that with my friends having a fun time uh play ufc and i'm just i love that game uh but you know who knows maybe in the future things will change but i highly doubt it to be honest you know what they need to do they need to make a vr football game that'll win game of the year they, they do have one Oh, do they? It's it's lousy though. It's I've seen it. Oh. It's like the the the, the uh, what do you call it? The players look like you know that. Did you ever play football when you were in high school? No, no. Okay, well they've got like in football they got like these tackling dummies. You know they kind of like the ones that you hit oh, to kind of okay. push. 
Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's actually what the players look like. They look like oh. that. Yeah. But don't get yeah. me wrong. I think it would be kind of cool. Like, you know, you're sitting there uh, going out for a pass. You got the stadium and you, you're catching a football. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You're like looking up to see if you can yeah. catch it. You're like, oh my God, there it is. Yeah, you'd be like Al Bundy. Uh, what do you call it? A score that oh, yeah. touched out at the. Uh... <laughs> at Polk High. Yeah, Polk High. <laughs> you go back and tell you all your friends about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, you're not going to believe what I did last yeah. night. I relived yeah. my old high school days. <laughs> VR. And finally, the homecoming queen decided to go out with me. I know it was virtual, but she decided to go out with me. She picked me at the end. It's all that <laughs> yeah. matters. You bunch of losers. Look at me. <laughs> Who's the winner now, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could do it, Dad. I told you I would. Um, you never doubted me. You never <laughs> believed in me. Um. Yeah, so uh, sports game. So, yeah. Well, with that said, uh, we're going to be going to our creepy topic. But before we do that, and uh, as usual, I'd like to put out our email, which is geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. Again, that is geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. You can also follow us at geekerscreepers. Uh, and uh, with that said, any final words on our geeky topic, Jose? Uh, yeah, no, 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 no extra words. You know, it's just a lot of memories just playing, um, the old sports games from when we were kids and man, it's just hard to believe how, how times have, have, have changed, you know, as far as gaming, it's, it's like real life now, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess one last thing I would like to say also, I agree. I think going back and looking at what, like if, well, like when I started Tecmo Bowl to what it looks like mm-hmm. now, that's amazing, man. That is just, it is. um, you know the I, I I always believed that games like you know like football have helped have helped the NFL as much as the NFL has helped gaming. You know, like if it wasn't for games like you know NCAA or games like uh, Madden or Joe Montana or Tecmo, a lot of kids may not have gotten into sports. You know, it goes both ways. You know, sports got kids into playing these games and these games got people into sports you know it kind of goes both point. ways i so, never looked at it like that and that's a it's a very valid point robert and so with that said we'll be right back camp randall stadium in madison wisconsin Long before Camp Randall Stadium became the home to Wisconsin football and jump around celebrations, it served as barracks and a training ground for Union soldiers. Named after the state's governor, Alexander Randall, a fierce abolitionist who had threatened Wisconsin would succeed if Abraham Lincoln didn't win the presidency and end slavery. The site wasn't intended to house prisoners of war, but following a major Union victory in April, 1862, it was tasked with taking in more than 1,000 Confederate soldiers. To say the facility was ill-prepared for the sheer volume of soldiers would be an understatement. Within weeks, viruses and illness spread rapidly through the camp. By June, all of the remaining prisoners were moved to other locations due to inadequate and unsuitable conditions. Ultimately, 140 men died on site during the camp's brief existence as a prison. They were interred in a mass grave nearby. 
It was not a happy place to be, said Mike Huberty, the founder of American Ghost Walks and the host of The Other Side podcast. And so that's why at Cap Randall and around the area, people have said they've seen spirits of Confederate soldiers. Just a few weeks ago, I was talking to a guy who has lived in Madison a long time and is the head of security at a factory. He said one of his security officers came up to him and said, you're not going to believe it. I saw a Confederate soldier walk through the room. And when I chased after it, there was nobody there. He couldn't believe it and thought it was crazy because he wasn't familiar with the history. But these are the types of stories you hear. Built in 1917, Camp Randall Stadium has been hosting football games for over 100 years, but fans and area residents are unable to forget its history. Tailgaters have described seeing spirits ahead of games, and they reportedly are usually seen wearing their uniforms, as well as various slings and bandages, and wandering in and out of the stadium, seemingly oblivious to the thousands of rowdy fans. Huberty said this could potentially be explained by the stone tape theory which speculates that mental impressions during severely traumatic events are preserved into the energy of a place and display as almost a residual recording and are not spirits doomed to spend eternity stuck in one place. He said this is what one might experience when entering a building where something distressing took place and being overwhelmed with sadness or a heavy feeling. No matter the explanation or lack thereof, the stadium isn't the only place believed to be haunted at the university. Partial remains of two bodies were discovered when land was being cleared for a Lincoln statue in 1919. The area had been a cemetery at one time, and before that, the site of a sacred burial ground dating back thousands of years. The two individuals, just their bottom halves, were found on site. The top halves were discovered three years later. Had died in the 1830s and had been inadvertently left during the relocation of the graveyard. During the early 2000s, there's an undergrad student showing around his friend, his friend's 20-year-old sister who was visiting from Taiwan. Huberty said, she doesn't speak much English, but seems to be having a good time. That is, until they got to the Lincoln statue. Then she becomes visibly terrified and says they have to go. The friend doesn't understand why, but later she tells her brother while they were standing there, two heads appeared behind Lincoln's. They were both smiling at her. The brother and the friend thought she was joking, but then they learned about the two men who had been buried there. They believed her after that. That is the story of Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin. With that said, we'll be right back. All right, Jose. All right. We got a creepy stadium. Not too far away from us, down the block yeah. in Madison, Wisconsin. Man, that is one creepy story, I got to say. Yeah. It's a perfect a Super Bowl creepy story. <laughs> a stadium that's haunted. Like, I, I had to do some research. I'm like, I need something sports related. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few sports ones. Like, you know, people, you know, I, I kept, everything kept popping up about that. What was it called? The Billy Goat. The Billy Goat for oh, the, the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's not creepy. It. That's just a goat. And they won, they won, what do they call it? They won the World Series. So, yeah, they broke the curse. Yeah. Yeah. There's no more curse. You know, it's time to eat the goat. Um, but, yeah. uh, uh, or, or time for the Chupacabra to come out. But with <laughs> this one, we've got the, uh, you know, Camp Randall. The people have seen Confederate soldiers. Well, let me, I, I'll say this like, 
it, it does sound, you know, people, it's kind of weird that people would see Confederate soldier, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, when I was a kid, my dad actually told me a story of a ghost he saw. He's, my dad has a few ghost stories, but one of the ones he saw, uh, he said was when he was a kid. So my parents were migrant workers um, growing up, you know, they used to go around and, you know, have to pick cotton, pick, you know, like uh, whatever, whatever they had at fruit the, you know, whatever. yeah, fruit, whatever it was at the time. Um, and at one point he was out in a plantation, kind of just relaxing him and his friend. It was late at night. And they saw some guy in a horse, like galloping by, and he had a uh, a Confederate uniform on. And he remember he saw him, and it was like it was weird to see something like that. But he just saw him kind of go by, and didn't think much of it. But looking back on, it, he's like, I, he's like, he's like, I think it was a ghost because, like, the guy was just wearing, you know, who would who would gallop by in a horse with the Confederate suit you know it's like it's weird especially back in like the 50s you know yeah mm-hmm. um you know it's not like i'm <clears throat> who knows maybe he was coming back from like one of those you know recre- recreations or not recreations where they call it the recreate you know, where they redo the uh the civil war the people who dress up like civil war people yeah yeah but it was late at night he saw him in a horse and he's like it was really scary and it's like it was he thought he saw a ghost so you know out here again you have people who were confederate soldiers who you know, ended up, you know, they were prisoners of war, died, and now they haunt, you know, of all places, Camp Randall in Madison. Um, a little bit, you know, it's it, it's creepy. I don't know, you know, I believe that people see what they see. I don't want to doubt them. I don't want to call them liars. You know, I'm always a skeptic when it comes to, you know, the paranormal and everything. But still, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's a nice creepy story for the for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, the thing that I thought, uh, found a little strange about this story and uh, is that, like you said, they'd be Confederate soldiers in Madison, Wisconsin. You would think it'd be the Union over here because it's the North. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, <clears throat> well, I guess, like they said, they were being held up there, so I guess they were uh, prisoners of war. Yeah, prisoners of war being held up there, and turns out that they all got the uh, they all got sick with viruses, you know, and yeah. Um, but it's like anything, you know, like when we've got, I think we've talked about it before. Most of the time we hear about these hauntings like this, it's like you got these mass graves. I remember the story we had with the uh, Irish immigrants who passed away and they kind of buried them all in the uh, in all right, mass grave. Right, right, yeah. You know. Over there in that tunnel with that tunnel. Yeah. And hey, look, it, I don't get me wrong. If I was walking around, if I was late at night, if I was, you know, out here at, what is it again, Randall Stadium? Camp mm-hmm. Randall Stadium. If I was walking around late at night out there and I see some person walking around and it might be just some guy that's uh, dressed up. I don't know why you would want to dress up as a Confederate soldier, but, you know, yeah. dressed up as one walking around. Uh, I would be scared. I'd be creeped out. I'd be like, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. You know, this is. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I am not I'm not hanging around to have my nachos and hot dogs. You know, every time I hear stories about like um, building on top of old uh, graveyards or anything, the first thing that pops in my mind is poltergeist. Yeah. Because remember, they built that community um, over that uh, old Indian um, uh, graveyard. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's how the, you know, the house got haunted. So. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's how, you know, little clowns start to drag you under the bed. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so please don't have a clown if you're over there in that um, <laughs> stadium. Don't take clowns to that stadium. They're banned, I heard. Oh, oh, my God. That would be the new tradition, Jose. 
We, everybody Ooh. brings in clouds and um, uh, you know, in the hopes that they get haunted. Yeah, like the, then the, they, the clowns go after um, the losing team and try <laughs> to kill them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a pretty cool story, though. I, never, yeah. I had never heard of it, and um, you, like you said, it's so close to us, too. Like, I'm shocked that I've never heard of it, you know? Yeah, and part of me now kind of wants to go see a game out there. Like, Wisconsin, I believe yeah. they're, the, they're the Badgers. Um, have you ever been up to Madison? No, I've never been to Wisconsin. I've never been to a college game either. That'd be pretty interesting. Wait, you've never been to Wisconsin? I've never been to Wisconsin. I know. Wow. The... Yeah. That is. Um, wow. I, don't, uh... I, I was going to go to Milwaukee actually um, two summers ago, right? Um, and I don't know what happened, and my buddy couldn't make it. And I was like, oh, man, because I, really, I was really looking forward to like going to Milwaukee. We we're going to spend a, a, the weekend over there. It's going to be me, and my buddy, his girlfriend. And yeah, I was like, man, this is going to be so cool. I think I sent you the invite a while, a couple of years ago, because I usually go to Milwaukee around my birthday, but I think mm-hmm. you, you weren't able to make it. Like we were going to do a Milwaukee trip. Um, yeah. 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 I've been wanting to go like, and then something comes up and all right, well, next know. year, next year, I'll send you the invite again. Uh, we usually all go right, up there. Cool. It's a lot of fun, but like Madison, I've been out there. It's it, Madison's a, a beautiful city. I'm not going to lie. It, it's a beautiful oh. city. Um, but but yeah, maybe we could go check out a uh, a Badgers game sometime and see if we get a uh, if we run into a a ghostly That's figure. Confederate ghost. Ooh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I think if the Confederate ghost saw us, we'd be in for it. <laughs> he'd be coming right after yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, get them. I'd be like, no, we're um, and then we're we're double screwed because we're actually we're technically also in the north, so we de- <laughs> we're the north you know. and minorities. We'd be yeah. we'd be we'd be in for it. Yeah, we'd be in for it. All right. Yeah, that's why. Uh, <laughs> that's why we bring the clown with us. <laughs> like, um, Go ahead, come after us. We have clown. <laughs> I know how it works. You got to possess the clown first, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's 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 again. You know, uh, well, th- there's the other part where they found like the people in half. Like they found the lower half, and they found the upper half later. And that one girl saw like two heads behind Lincoln staring at her. Yeah, so that's, that's weird too. Yeah, I guess uh, Camp Randall. Oh, it's, that's uh, over there. Yeah, of all places to put the stadium, he decided to put it there. Yeah, uh, but, a lot of history, I guess. Yeah. So good luck, Badgers. Maybe, uh, maybe that. Maybe that's. I don't know much about uh, you know the Badger history or anything like that, but if they haven't won, I, I think I know why. <laughs> They're cursed. <laughs> The the the, uh, the quarterback goes to throw a pass, and all of a sudden, one of the Confederate soldiers co- <laughs> knocks it out. It. <laughs> it just like blocks it. Did you see that pass? It was blocked by nothing by air. All of a yeah. sudden, there was a weird gust of air that just <laughs> that pass in midair. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well. That is our creepy story about the Camp Randall. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about something that's it's it's an interesting topic. And uh, we'll we'll touch base with that in one second when we come back.
Okay, and our next topic is the one topic today that it's not really going to be about sports. It's a little different, and I found this. I found this article. This article is on uh, Anomalian. I, I can never say this word. Anomalian. Anomaly. Uh, no, it's A N O M A L I E N. Anomaly. Isn't that a movie? Oh, oh, that's Emily. Oh yeah, Emily. Yeah, Anomalian. Anomalian. Yeah, I know. This is like this is difficult to say. Uh, So this the article is legal implications of an encounter with extraterrestrial life intelligence, extraterrestrial intelligence. Let me quickly read the um, the header here. Just for decades, scientists for decades, scientists and filmmakers alike have dedicated tremendous efforts to speculate about two main issues concerning extraterrestrial intelligent life forms. One, do they exist? Two, what would happen if they came to visit us on Earth? This article scrutinizes the legal issues that may arise after a close contact of human civilization with intelligent extraterrestrials. This includes both legal principles upon which humans can trade and conclude contracts and treaties with friendly extraterrestrials, and also more sophisticated issues such as business and law of war with hostile extraterrestrial invaders have been put on the legal perspective. So Jose, these are going to be topics um, that it doesn't cover everything, but it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting because, I mean, you and I, we've both worked in the legal field. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is if extraterrestrials actually came to earth. And so this isn't, we're not talking about, you know, do they exist? None of that. But if it does happen, what, you know, what are the legal implications at this point? Mm-hmm. You know I mean? What happens at, cause it's, it's an interesting, interesting idea to think about. You know, uh, I know um, attorneys would have a field day if this would ever happen because you got so many things that you'd have to figure out. Like, uh, it, it, well, uh, let's go into it. Let's start out here. So, mm-hmm. the first thing is: Are intelligent extraterrestrials equal to humans in legal rights? So, let me read a little bit of the article here. It says: For centuries, humankind has considered itself as a superior form of life and all other animals and plants as inferior ones subjected to serve their human masters. That I don't agree by calling people human masters, but whatever. However, this black and white view over the supremacy of humans is changing even before any contact with extraterrestrial technology advanced life forms. And they do bring up this um, interesting tidbit. It says, in a world first, a court in Argentina issued a historic and unprecedented ruling that favors the rights of an orangutan held in captivity. Sandra the orangutan was granted legal actions, action so she may be transferred to a habitat in keeping with her development. Argentina's Association of Professional Lawyers for Animal Rights filed a writ of habeas corpus, a resource to avoid arbitrary arrests on Sandra's behalf. In a similar occasion, the legal rights of elephants as sentient animals are being recognized by the entertainment industry. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus recently announced that it planned to stop using the animals by 2018. Growing public concern about how the animals are treated led to, de- led to the decision. The company's 43 elephants will live at an animal conservation center in Florida. These developments with regards to assigning human-like rights for terrestrial non-human animals leaves no doubt for inferring that extraterrestrial intelligent life forms, at least in terrestrial legal systems point of view, will enjoy rights equal to their human counterparts. Okay, with that, Jose, if, mm-hmm. if you know, a, you know, like extraterrestrials were to land on Earth, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say they decide we're going to, you know, live with you guys here. Let's just use, let's use America in particular, because I, those are the laws that I know. I, I don't know what okay. the laws would be anywhere else, but if they were to say like, okay, we're going to, we're going to set a few of our, of our people here. How do you think it would go by as well? Like, you know, rights to everybody, because look, as to the best of my knowledge, I believe the constitution is like, we, the people, you know, and mm-hmm. it's people, you know, and what is a person, you know, if, if something comes here, you know, is that really a person, you know, how do you think that would, in your opinion, how do you think the laws would, as far as like giving them rights, as far as, you know, would, would they be a person? What do you think would happen? Oh man. I think, uh, I mean, we can't even like give rights to our fellow human beings here I, in, our, I, in this own earth. <laughs> you thank know? you like, so much. Yeah. Yep. It's like, I mean, it, it's, it's a very uh, interesting subject for sure, because you don't know, you can't also, you got to look at it like this, right? We don't know what the real aliens intentions are. Let's say we go ahead and be like, all right, we're going to give you rights to be like, whatever, have freedom and watch their main intentions be to, um, um, overtake us and enslave us in the future, you know? <laughs> so we're like, oh man, not only that, we gave our our enslavers the rights technically <laughs> to enslave us. <laughs> you know, is that something I it's very it's a it's a very interesting t- subject for sure, but it's definitely something that um should be treated differently. I mean it's mm-hmm. one thing us not getting along with each other and granting you know humans on this earth rights or, or not, that's a whole different subject, right? I mean, we technically we are on this earth together, mm-hmm. but when they come from a different uh, galaxy, like I said, you really have to be uh, careful because uh, we don't know what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think of course you would have a lot of people that would be all for, you know, uh, giving, you know, if, if, if some other life form was to land here, you know, intelligent life form, you know, you would, I think you'd have a lot of people being all for giving them the right to, um, to freedom now, yeah. or, 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 or the right to, you know, uh, equal rights. Of mm-hmm. course, you would have a lot of people that would be against it. You know, yeah. it, it's, I think it's just, you know, it's, it would, it's natural for, for our species that, you know, that we would say like, you'd have both sides of the coin. I mean, like you said, even now we have issues with giving everybody equal rights. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, 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 the crazy thing would be like, all right, if they were to land here, you know, there, you know, what is their level, any, any intelligent life that would land here? It, it's like, what is their actual intelligence? S- simply because they were mm-hmm. intelligent enough to, you know, go across, you know, space and time and land on earth. Doesn't mean that they have the same type of other intelligence as we do. Like, for example, like we have, uh, like emotional intelligence we have you know we understand each other we can you know like we can sympathize well most of us can with with other people you know we can you know we can i I could be i could be your friend i can you know help out somebody i could volunteer i could do stuff i could you know when i work i you know i I have you know there's there's more than just knowledge there's like wisdom Mm -hmm. there's emotion you know we have emotion if these intelligent life form were to come here they might be extremely intelligent to be here but what if they show no emotion you know yeah what if they're what if that's not there um you know would we look at that and say well this isn't really uh equal to a human 
They might be smarter than us, but they don't share these same characteristics. Why do they deserve the same rights? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of our laws are based on emotion and as not really always intelligence. You know what I mean? Like a lot, a lot of our laws are also based on greed. On what? On greed. Greed, yeah, greed and beliefs. You know, it's based on on a on on a religious belief that kind of got transferred to where we're at now. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, in the Bible, "Thou shall not kill." Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's illegal to kill somebody unless you know it's like in self defense and you know certain uh, certain circumstances. Uh, now, if a intelligent life form were to be come here, where you know, just because that they're smart enough to be here, maybe they don't understand exactly what death is. Yeah. You know, they, they don't have that knowledge. They don't, if something dies, they don't feel bad for it. It's just, it, look at the animal kingdom. If a lion mm-hmm. attacks a gazelle, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I got to yeah. eat. No, it just, it just comes naturally. If they accidentally kill another lion, they're not, they don't feel bad. They don't have that concept. Mm-hmm. So, you know, would we be able, to, if, if extraterrestrial didn't have that concept, would we be willing to give him the same rights as, you know, as another human, even though they don't understand it, you know? Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. It's a very uh, touchy, a touchy subject because we don't know, like you said, we have expectations of what we think aliens might be like, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're just going to come here like, oh, hey, you know, whatever. Oh, but, you know we don't know we don't know what their expectations are like let's say for example they do come here and whatever and you're like hey you know you could go ahead and mingle and you can work they might be like work what is work exactly like well you have to work to you know get food and they're like well you know we don't do that on our planet and our planet we do this are we going to like okay well adjust to their rules you know (laughs) like well um you know let's say we they're like, well, on our planet, we have sacrifices or whatever. And we yep. eat like this. Are you going to be like, all right, well, you know, technically you could actually do that. <laughs> uh, we'll give you that right. Are you gonna, Are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. No, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, um, uh, I mean, look at, yeah, uh, it, when you talk about work and food, you know, like we, mm-hmm. we have to work to get food to survive, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if we were, if we were more plant-based, would we really need to work? We just, all we have to do is just kind of go outside in the sun and you're set, you know? Yeah. Um, we could grow our own like trees. I mean, in theory, we could uh, actually do that. You know, we yeah. could grow our own, like have our own chicken coop and, and uh, grow our own fruit trees and mm-hmm. eat our own uh, food. You're right. But aliens, you know, they might not do that. They might mm-hmm. be like, you know, um, they might have a whole different way of eating or something that's a, a lot different than we do. And we're going to be like, Oh, we just granted these guys <laughs> rights to, <laughs> to eat us. Shall we say, right. It's like uh, these lazy aliens, they don't want to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to work. And uh, you know, they just want to like, all they know, do, all they do is play PlayStation and do podcasts all day. Yeah. Lazy aliens. <laughs> they came all this way over here just to play playstation come on uh they're taking our jobs and our podcasts and we're paying for them exactly <laughs> we're paying for their housing and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very uh you know the fact that people are actually thinking that far ahead you know it's pretty it's pretty cool it's in its own way as well so here's the next thing that they bring up in the article it says friend or foe 
For the moment, let's disregard the Fermi paradox and assume that one way or another, extraterrestrial intelligent life forms are able to visit us here on Earth and among other disciplines of human knowledge and civilization, the legal community has been assigned the task of concluding any kind of treaty or agreement with extraterrestrials. That said, the very first question of law would be to assess whether aliens are friendly or hostile toward human civilization and earthly life form, which is what you brought up. Are they here to help us or ask us for our help? Worse, are they here to conquer our planet and annex it to their intergalactic empire whose existence we were previously completely unaware? For each of these questions, human legal systems in general, not just space law, have distinct answers and implications. And that's what you said uh, earlier, Jose. It's like, if we were to be visited, you know, the question then also would be with these laws that we're going to set up are, you know, what is their, what is the true intention? You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, look at, look at us. Uh, and I don't mean by you and me, but like humans in general, when we go to another, you know, when we send the military to another country, it's usually not to help out. Well, maybe I should say no. Sometimes it is, but nine out of ten times it's to conquer. Yeah, or or for our own selfish reasons, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like for example, if Russia were to send their military over here, we'd be like, okay, I, I, we're we're going to war. But what if yeah. they were to say, no, 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 we're, we're there to help out with the with the hurricane, the hit you guys. We're there mm-hmm. to help out. That's why we're sending the military. I think we would, you know, we would say like, no, I I, I don't want to believe you. So, it's the same thing. Like if we were to be visited. You know, what is our true intentions if we give them legal rights? Like you said, you might be giving legal rights to somebody that's going to negatively affect you once, you know, once everything, once the fire simmered, you know, and everything mm-hmm. settled down, it's like, well, now it's time to strike. I, I, you know, in essence, you'd always be on your toes. And, um, you know, do you want to give rights to those people? Or I, again, they're not people. Do you want to give rights to those, you know, that have visited us? Mm-hmm. And like I just thought about this too. Like, let's say for example, uh, they come to the, to this earth, right? And mm-hmm. um, we're like, all right. And they seem nice, right? They seem cool. And they're like, all right. What if they're like, you know what? We're just gonna wait it out because we just found out that alien or that human lifespan is maybe sixty years. <laughs> Ours is like three hundred years lifespan. Uh-huh. <laughs> One spaceship alone could wait out like <laughs> generations of humans, and they're yeah. like, all right, we're just gonna wait it out, you know. Like, how, how do we know how, what their lifespan is? They yeah. could be lying to us. You know, they could be like, like, well, what is your lifespan? Oh, 50 years. We're going to be like, oh, man, that's short lifespan. We live 60 years or 70 years. They're going to be yeah. like, oh. And, and by the time by the time that uh, if, if they all live here, like, yeah, you're, you're right. If they're here 300 years and, you know, they waited out two generations, by that time, humans will probably be complacent and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're used to the aliens. You know, yeah. my, my grandfather was knew these aliens and next thing you know, they're like, ha ha ha! Now you're, you've, uh, you've, we've suckered you in. Now, now you enjoy our company, and now it's time for, um, uh, what was that Simpsons episode? How to cook forty humans? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It's um, a cookbook. It's a cookbook. <laughs> no, no, no! It's how to cook four humans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you just never know, man. I, I think if aliens came here, it, it wouldn't be for. For good reasons, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean that that that's uh, and well, here's the other thing. Like, um, and, and you mentioned this earlier. Like, we wouldn't know what to expect. I think I brought this up before. I believe it's one of Isaac Asimov's books where aliens come down to Earth and 
the way they look is nothing what we expect. And they actually look that like too. demons, mm-hmm. you know, but when you think about it, like at, whenever we see like movies or even, um, um, even when we have like people recount tales, like hey, I was abducted by aliens, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's always, they got two eyes, they got fingers, they got legs and arms. Look, that's how we evolved. That doesn't mean that every other, you know, that I mean, look, look at, look at the sea in the sea. Yet you have creatures with two eyes, but you also, they don't have arms. They have fins. They don't, you know, uh, you know, they don't evolve the same way. And it's for us to say that, you know, in Hollywood and all that, or even mm-hmm. when people tell stories to say that aliens have two eyes, fingers, hands, arms, you know, a torso. Um, I think that's kind of uh, egotistical because, or I, I don't know, egotistical, but it's, I, I guess that's the word. How is, um, presumptuous of us yeah thank you thank you it's presumptuous that they would evolve that way because no i mean they can they could be absolutely something we wouldn't expect they could be mm-hmm. just a they blob. Could be giants they could be giants they could be a blob they mm-hmm. could be um you know just something that we even that we wouldn't expect because that's how things evolve somewhere else you know yeah right 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 okay. and, and i agree it's like um you know, like we always hear like, oh, well, on this planet over here, like we don't think there's life form there because there's not water or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, right. There might not be life form as far as human life form, but there might be alien life form that um, lives on, that thrives under that, those type of atmospheres or whatever. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, a lot of it is just a, a, a lot of presumptions and um, assumptions as well. And so let's go to the next one. Uh, the next topic here, it says, which legal system to apply? For selecting the most convenient legal system to deal with the aliens on Earth, a distinction should be made concerning the choice of law. Are humans randomly encountering extraterrestrials or are we dealing with accredited political representatives of an alien civilization? Uh, let me see here. So that's actually another good topic. Let's say they come here, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they have their own laws. You know, that's actually a good, a good topic, or I think a good idea, like what laws would apply? Like you said, for example, you know, you said, well, they believe in human sacrifices. Um, Maybe let's not go to that extent, but let's say, um, you know, for us, if when you make a contract, you know, there has to be an offer and acceptance, there has to be consideration and Mm -hmm. you have a contract, right? Uh, So let's, the aliens are different, you know, a contract, uh, you know, it's, it's an offer consideration between you know, three parties, and then it becomes a contract or something, you know, unusual. If they come here, they were to live with us, you know, I guess at the end of the day, I think this is a simple answer. If, if the, in my opinion, if the laws were to contradict each other, ours would apply overall. They're here on our planet. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't like the laws that we have, I don't think it would be, even though they might, uh, you know, it would contradict what they believe. I think at the end of the day, if you come here, it's like anything else. If I go to, if I go to Spain, I don't expect them to respect America's laws. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I you know, they have, they have to, I have to respect their laws. So I think that that's an easy one. We just wouldn't apply theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say? No, no. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Now, I guess the issue is like, what if their laws are actually better than ours? You know, which, there is that potential that, you know, they've created a legal system that, that we haven't even thought about, which actually makes more sense, but I don't know. I don't think that would be. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, think, I mean, I think that could happen here, but like I said, I just think 
uh, sadly, a lot of, a lot of our legal um, a lot of our laws are more enforced by greed, mm-hmm. and um, we could have a better. I th- in my opinion, I think we could have a, a better um, country planet as well if it wasn't for for a lot of these greedy corporations that you know pass their mm-hmm. you know um, bribe their politician to pass their scummy laws and and make it you know harder on everyone else. Yeah, I I I think a lot of our laws are are. Uh, created by corporations, by greed, by lobbying. Um, I, I think also a lot of our laws, though, are also in a way evolutionary. They, like when you have common law, common law continually changes. You know, it's like you have you have like the basic basic law, but then over time it's changed. So mm-hmm. it's it's built up to what it is now here in in America. And I think for an for society to come in and say, well, you know, this is our law. It's like no, we've we for the hundreds of years we've created this. We're not going to suddenly change it for you guys. You kind of have to respect what you know. If you're going right. to be here, you have to respect what we have. All right. Yeah, I, I would like to see like if if there were aliens, what their like laws are in, in their country. You'd be like, huh, like maybe that's something that we could apply here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we would. We would, but you know, it it'd be pretty interesting to see uh, an alien perspective. <laughs> They bring, <laughs> they start up the purge <laughs> every every once a year you guys we can do whatever you want to do all right um who on earth signs interplanetary pact with extraterrestrials this is a good question the issue of identifying the authority who can represent the human civilization as a whole in running the would-be bilateral negotiations and finalizing a binding legal document on behalf of our civilization with aliens is unclear as of yet, and nothing in international law or space law directly addresses it. Among non-governmental institutions, the SETI Institute has carried out a number of activities regarding the search for intelligent extraterrestrial life, and along with their search activities, they have prepared protocols for an any signal detection concerning activities following the detection of extraterrestrial life. So in essence, this is asking if they were to come to earth aliens, just in general, not, mm-hmm. not to America, not anywhere, just to earth, who would be the person that would make agreements? Who would be the leader? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, I, I think it would have to be wherever they land. Really? Yeah. So like, let's say they, they landed here, right? In America. Okay. I think, Joe Biden would have to be the one that, um, well, I mean, however we do it here, you know, through, through, through Congress, you'd have to go through Congress to, you know, to get the law. But I think it would have to be um, whoever is, wherever they land, I guess, shall we say, they have the right to um, negotiate first. So, all right. So I, I, I guess whoever has the first contact, because they might not mm-hmm. land, you know, if you've seen like, what was that? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Independence Day, where they just kind of hover, you know, or you know, they don't exactly land. So whoever has first contact then is the one that gets to uh, gets to actually make deals. I that's what I would do. Uh, Although now that I think about it, that's kind of scary. The UN would probably be like the first one to be like, all right, well, we all have to like fold. Yeah, I guess you could go through the UN. Yeah, I, I, UN might be a good one because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, what if they land in, jeez, uh, uh, like the Pacific Ocean or something like that? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, like, what if they land in North Korea? <laughs> oh yeah, they'd be like, nope, them. <laughs> but 
you know, I, uh, and you're right. What if they do land in the Pacific Ocean or just, but yeah. I, I guess whoever they have contact with first, which would be kind of weird. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it depends where they land. And, um, but yeah, um, now that I think about it, it you know, I'd, I'd, it'd probably be best just to go through the UN. Yeah. And they'd have to figure out, like, you know, how they're going to uh, uh, make a contract with them, you know. And I guess, again, we're talking about the legal system. If there is a such thing as a contract with an alien or, or, or some type of uh, treaty with them. Uh, yeah. I, and then, again, even the UN, though, the UN doesn't have every country in, in, uh, uh, in the yeah. UN. And, and you look at, look at America just like, you know, six, six months ago. You know, we had a president who was unwilling to work closely with the UN. You have people in America who are, um, who, you know, want don't want to work with the UN. They're just like, they're like, oh, that's just a bunch of uh, liberal uh, uh, mumbo jumbo. That you know, you know, it, it just it becomes an issue that, uh, you know, that I, you know, I don't, you know, if political we, issue, yeah, because a political issue. You would think that though. You would think that if we were to be contacted by extraterrestrial life, that maybe it'd be more likely that we would be more, we would unionize more. We would be more together because now we have, now we're no longer a, you know, a bunch of different countries. We are now a planet knowing that there's Mm -hmm. another planet out there, you know? Yeah. And also remember the, the UN is not perfect. It's just a, it's not perfect. Uh, of course, there's politics involved on, on every side, you know, because there's money involved in mm-hmm. every side. Uh, but at least you have a, a, a skeleton, a skeleton frame as to, you know, we can all get together on this subject, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is definitely something that's going to put um, what you would imagine politics aside for a second, you know, or, or for, for, for a minute or two and just be like, all right, we all got to unite against this um a human which may be a human threat right mm-hmm. a real human threat and exactly i think i think that would be the the scary thing is or, or that's that's exactly what i was trying to get at is the fact that we now have a potential threat and mm-hmm. it's more than just you know you you know us and russia or us and iraq or whoever you right, know, else right. you know this is more than just uh to affect everyone yeah the the world and so we would put our differences aside and, you know, you would think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've been, I've, I thought we would, you know, America would unite on a lot of different things and I've been proven wrong. Um, well, I think we, I think we're united on a lot of stuff. We are. Some things that I yeah. thought would more, that would be easier to unite with have been difficult for some people. If you, you know, not to get too political on this, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So the next topic is law of war with extraterrestrials. In the event that technology and advanced aliens are hostile and come to Earth as invaders, the incurred devastation and casualties in clash of the civilizations would be unimaginable. During any armed conflict with aliens, there is no ethical justification on humanity's part to disregard the rights of vulnerable aliens, including prisoners of war, wounded fighters, or civilians. That is to say, the principles of the Geneva Convention and its additional protocols on the treatment of civilians, prisoners of war, and soldiers who are otherwise rendered uh, oars to combat, I don't, sorry, or incapable of fighting, should apply for aliens equally and without discrimination as well. What is more, 
conducting life-threatening or physically disabling experiments to examine the biology of extraterrestrial captives ought to be banned via consecutive legislation soon after alien invasion is launched. Such attitudes discussed here conform to Kantian ethics, which argues that for an action to be permissible, it must be possible to apply it to all people without a contradiction occurring. The reason for observing moral law amidst the war with superior alien invaders could be to persuade them to act similarly with human prisoners and civilians based on the reciprocity of social behavior. So, Jose, again, if they were to come here to Earth and start fighting, and let's assume that they're not like super, super advanced where they could just, you know, nuke us all to kingdom come. But there's fighting and, you know, would you treat it? Do you think we have to treat them the same way that, you know, with the Geneva Conventions, the same way that we would treat other uh, countries if we were to go to war with them? No, no, no. I don't think so. You go all out. You go all out and just like... (laughs) Well, yeah, you'd have because you figure like, look, if they're coming here from another planet. They have to be um, uh, obviously they're far more tech- technologically advanced than we are, right? Mm-hmm. So who knows what kind of weapons they have, and who even knows if our weapons would do them any damage, you know? But I think you'd have to um, go all out, sadly. So you'd be okay with like they they mentioned this. So like, let's say you were to capture a few of them, you'd be okay saying, all right, we gotta you know, operate on these people. We got to see, not people, but these aliens. We got to see what they're, yeah. you know, what they're like, you know, because we would have no clue. Yeah, I think you'd have to be all for it. It depends. Like if they came here right off the bat and just started like attacking us, then yeah, you'd have to You'd be <laughs> like, all right, we don't know what's going on with these guys. If they came here like for a while and they were peaceful and then, um, you know, we assimilated with them and got to know them and then all of a sudden they changed their tune. That might be a different story, but if they come up here right away and just start like attacking, then yeah, yeah, it all hand. This is um, all rules are off the table. You know, this is like for human survival. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like torture them, <laughs> waterboard them. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, they get to some. Uh, you get your little uh, your pliers and everything. You're like time to go yeah. to work. <laughs> Time to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> Torture them. <laughs> we won't want to get to the bottom of what's going on. <laughs> like, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> like, we come in peace and you're sitting there just like, yeah, your little pliers pulling their teeth out. <laughs> yeah. But like, hey, we're willing to let you guys, you know, watch the Super Bowl with us. <laughs> and now you want to kill us? No, no, no. no. You better not want to marry my daughter. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be for that. All right. What about you? What about yourself? Ugh. Um, I, 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 geez, man, I don't think we should. I'll be honest. If, if they were, if it was a war, and, and again, it, I'm, I'm thinking like an even war because, you know, um, I think we have to show that we are, we're better than them. You know, we. You know, they came here to attack. But at the end of the day, Jose, I think I'm in the minority. I think most people would agree with you. I think it's, you know, if they were to come here and, you know, like, let's say things fell through, there were no peace plans and they decided to attack. I mean, I, I think more people would be on on your side. I, again, not, not to be too political, but you look at any type of, uh, you look throughout human history. Whenever there's an invasion and a war, there is as much as you want to say that there's, you know, 
there's quote unquote civility in warfare. There really isn't. People go yeah. all out and do awful things. And this is between, you know, our, our, you know, between our humans. Species. Yeah. Our own species, you know, something like that. I think it would, it would be an all out, just like a bloodbath and people wouldn't care. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I said. It depends on what their intentions are and what they want to do and, and how far they, they, they're willing to take it. But yeah, I'm in a, I mean, I'm not for that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm definitely against it as, as far as human beings mm-hmm. go. Um, but, you know, because I, I believe that at the end of the day, we're all brothers. Yeah. Um, regardless of, of skin and, um, and religion and, and race and everything like that. We're all on the same planet, you know, um, now from a different planet. Like I said, that's a whole different that's a whole different can of worms. You yeah. know, the only problem would be what if they came to what if they came to evade us and they all look like puppies? Then it'd be kind of tough. Could you imagine yeah. torturing a bunch of puppies? They're like, no, they're just puppies. They're like, no, they're <laughs> they're gonna kill us. Also, the puppy pulls those out puppy. like a, a laser and starts shooting everybody. Look at those puppy dog eyes. How can you do that? <laughs> they all look like scrappy doo. Yeah, scrappy dude. <laughs> scrappy power. <laughs> Annihilate the humans. Oh. All right. Yeah. Or what if they were all hot babes? <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'd be like, no. How can we torture them? Torture me? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, invade us, baby! Jose, I think we've got our, our second, our, our, our second movie. That that's gonna be our um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Geekers Creepers After Dark. Yeah, um, <laughs> find us on Skinamax. <laughs> um, all right, and the their final invasion. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right our final one that they talk about is business law and what they say is the advancement of technology is a result of societal exchanges for overcoming problems and satisfying needs hence the notion of exchange or commod- of commodities won't be unfamiliar for aliens who are so ahead of humans in technology that they may have traveled faster the speed of light to visit us in concluding business contracts with extraterrestrials the scope of good faith in making a binding and enforceable promise to commit or omit any action or providing any commodity or raw material in exchange of mutually accepted consideration is the most important legal issue. As discussed above, reaching some kind of mutual agreement between us and the carbon-based extraterrestrial intelligent life forms shouldn't be a hurdle. However, finding a common legal and comprehensible and at the same time feasible conceptual ground with silicon or ammonia-based alien life forms would be a harder task to tackle. What may be vital for us is lethal to them and vice versa. Perhaps it became it becomes clear that what is not hazardous for both sides is of no commercial value for either party and doing business will thus have to become more sophisticated. Therefore, finding a common commercial base for doing business with intelligent aliens seems to be more important than insisting on simple and possibly primitive legal doctrines and concepts of our civilization, all of which might be replaced by better and more practical alien legal doctrines once we hear about them. So I think we talked about this earlier, Jose, um, which they brought up an interesting topic. So I guess life form can be silicon, silicone based. And I, I, I didn't know ammonia based, but I, there's like, I think carbon, uh, carbon molecules are similar to silicone, silicon, is it silicon or silicone? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but they're similar to them where they can possibly, there's a theory that that could be a life form. So, I was always thinking that if we were to make a contract with the 
you know, I was saying that if we were to make a contract, um, they might not understand our legal system. You know, they may not mm-hmm. have the concept of what we, what our legal system is. Again, for example, like an, a, 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 a type of being that doesn't understand what death is may not understand that you can't kill something because they don't know what yeah. it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they bring up the topic. Well, what if they're not, not like we said, if they're nothing like us, you know, if we make a deal that, uh, uh, like, like you said, that if uh, here on, on, or, uh, in America, you know, if you work, you get paid for it. We don't have the idea. We don't, we no longer believe in slavery, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but for them, slavery might not be, uh, you know, something they might understand. Yeah. Or if they're, if their whole existence is different than us, you know, just making a contract might be something that they don't get. Yeah. Again, in my opinion, if they came here, I don't think that we should conform to their laws. Now, I'm talking just American general. If an alien, if extraterrestrials were to land here, you know, what then would be the world law? You know, and like you said, the United Nations may have to create that, but, you know, what would be the uh, rights of, of extraterrestrials and, and contracts and in general? I don't know. What do you have to say, Jose? No, no, no. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. You'd have to just uh, get a body of, of countries together. And like I said, uh, as of right now, the, the, the closest thing we have to that is the, the UN, and we have to go through the UN. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I brought up this, I saw the article. I thought it was interesting. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Like I said, mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've dealt with um, uh, the legal system. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting topic. You know, again, it's, you know, it's one of those things that you don't think about that you never see in movies. It'd be a very boring movie. You know, so yeah, yeah we're the worlds and half the movie is like, you know, them trying to make contracts to see how they're going to, how they're going to mm-hmm. make up business deals and sell cars to the, uh, um, <laughs> to our invaders. <laughs> the contract of the war of the contracts. War of the contracts. Like, <laughs> all right, you guys have to build us this amount of stuff by this year. And they're going to be like, oh, we're going back to our planet. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> yeah. This place sucks. Humans are dumb. <laughs> all they want to talk about are contracts and um, uh, and wills and estates. What is going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what's going on. We came here to party with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we came here to party. We're hot babes, and you guys are boring us with this legal mumble jumble. We're leaving. <laughs> we're attractive ladies, and we're yeah. also puppies. We came here to party. Yeah, yeah we came here to get drunk, you know, <laughs> and uh, have fun with you guys. You guys are really just <laughs> bunch of labos. <laughs> bunch of lames. We're going to Mars. <laughs> Yes. No, yeah. Uh, they'd be all a bunch of Spuds McKenzie's and um, Scrappy Doo's and, um, uh, and Cindy Crawford's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were too lame and wanted to make contracts with them. Yeah, we want to make contracts and laws and, and, and stuff like that. When all they want to do is just get drunk and, and get high and, and, <laughs> and have sex with us. <laughs> we turned it down. Oh, this. <laughs> Turned it down. <laughs> um, maybe next, I'll try to find an article about that. What would happen if uh, uh, aliens ended up wanting just to party with uh, with uh, with humans. Earth? Yeah, with, with humans. <laughs> we'd, we'd waterboard them. No, <laughs> what's your true intention? 
nobody wants to party with me. I know you're lying. (laughs) I haven't gone on a date in three years, and we know something's up. (laughs) What is the meaning? (laughs) Look at me. Look at me. You do not want to party with this man. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so uh, any final parting thoughts, Jose? Yeah, um, I actually was able to log into my uh, PlayStation stuff. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. All right. Well, give me one second. uh, mm -hmm. We are going back to the geeker side. All right, geeky. We're going back to uh, Creepers in Time. (laughs) So. Oh, no. Hmm. What is, uh, what was your, uh, uh, give us your stats. All right. My number one game, I was actually shocked. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't because it was during the furlough. My number one game was Yakuza Kiwami. Wow. How many hours? Uh, 51 hours. Oh, okay. 51 hours. My number two game was Okami HD. And I do remember playing that at the start of the furlough because I'm like, you know, what's a good long game to, to play. Okay. Um, so that was my number two. And my number three was, um, which one was it? Wait, Batman many- Arkham. Batman Arkham. How many hours on uh, on uh, uh, Okami? Thirty-seven yeah. hours, and then Batman Arkham was thirty-one hours. Dude, how, wait, how did you get like I've got five hundred fifteen by Dead by Daylight and one hundred forty-nine on The Witcher three? What do you just play like a well? Actually, that's the next question. How many games did you play in total, or how many hours in total? It said, "Hold on," because it'll sign me out again. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe this. Why? <laughs> Hold on. It's it's those uh, it's those one of those uh, timed ones. Yeah, I was gonna blame it on the ghost of the Confederacy. <laughs> they better not ask me to confirm it again because if it does, I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> they better not ask for confirmation. Hold on, there we go. Okay. Oh, never mind. You know what? This is stupid. Now it's asking me to redeem codes, and uh, it's just ridiculous. Oh, your information. Here we go. Okay. No, you know what? Forget it, Robert. Just forget it. This stupid <laughs> thing. I have no idea why it did that, but well, it's very annoying. Well, uh, we can we can bring this up next week. Yeah, we'll bring it up next week. All right. So at least we know what your three games were. I, w- I kind of want to see how many hours you played because, like I said, yeah, during. I, oh, you know what? It said four hundred and something hours. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought you had a lot more hours on PlayStation. Um, I but remember I was also playing Wii. I was doing a, I was playing a lot of other stuff. Oh, that's right. You were playing other stuff. Yeah, because I've yeah. got like 1,150 hours. So I was oh like, man, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that was way too much. I think uh but yeah, you were doing a lot of uh, PlayStation gaming, so there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I could see. I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I you know I equate to a lot of hours. Well, also in the summertime, I hardly play games. I'm mainly outside in the summertime. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I was in. I didn't go out anywhere. <clears throat> I was, uh, I was too uh, worried about doing anything. Yeah, I mean, thankfully I have a yard, so I would just go outside and just like smoke cigars, you know, okay. in the yard and stuff like that. But Chill yeah, out. but yeah, I was actually surprised, uh, but not not really because I remember I spent a lot of hours um, virtual gambling at the casino on y- Yakuza Kiwami. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, with that said, I think we're going to be uh, finishing the show for today. We had our uh, overall, mainly our special uh, uh, sports episode. Anybody watching the uh, Super Bowl, I uh, have fun. Uh, stay safe. 
don't drink and drive. Um, stay warm. Stay warm. Yes, for sure. And uh, and uh, what's your prediction again, Jose? You are saying Tampa um, Bay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm saying um, actually, it doesn't matter who wins. You know, I like both of them, but I would like to see Brady do it um, with another team. That'd be pretty cool. And I'm also going to go for Brady for this game. Um, so with that said, Jose, any last parting words? Yeah, just hope everyone has a great week. Stay warm and enjoy the Super Bowl. Awesome. And until next time, we wish you the best in life, love, and gaming. Good night, everybody.